Hello, hello, and welcome back to Perfection Ponders, where I am your host, Perfection, and I will be pondering. This is episode 12, School, Exactly What Was Intended. Hey guys, welcome back. In this episode, we will be talking about a topic that I actually brought up in the beginning of every episode of the first season, but never elaborated on the fact that our schooling system is failing us. I never actually went into detail on what I meant by that, but I did use that as a preface for why I thought the last season was so important and that we needed to know more, we needed to be doing more. But I felt like I needed to address those emotions before we got into other deeper topics just so we could properly analyze them. So we had the grounds and the basis to really explore any idea. So today I'm really, it it might be a little bit of a history lesson, just going into detail about the history of American education and some of the nuances and how we got to where we are and why our society tends to be the way it is. So let's just dive right in. The American schooling system is a tremendously flawed, but not exactly. <laughs> In actuality, it really does accomplish exactly what it was intended to do. Directly before our current educational system, a popular form of school was a kind of Sunday school where teachers would use the Bible to teach students how to read and write. Oftentimes, this would work to double as a form of babysitting while the parents worked. And even before that, there was apprenticeship. Let's say you wanted to be a shoemaker and there just happened to be a well-known shoemaker in your town. You'd ask to work for that master of the trade, craft, or thought in exchange for knowledge. And if you were lucky, a small per diem. Back then, knowledge was the goal. But when it comes to modern American education, the idea was never to develop functional thinkers, but workers. About 120 years ago, Rockefeller founded the General Education Board and donated over $180 million to the cause. He had a huge amount of influence on the system and stated word verbatim, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. Considering that that was about 80 years post-Industrial Revolution and Rockefeller had a ton of well-off and up-and-coming investments himself, such a decision was an extremely smart business move made by an extremely smart businessman. He managed to instill a system that would provide labor for his business ventures indefinitely, the fuel for a well-oiled capitalist machine, no pun intended. The American education system as we know it today was initially nothing more than a well-calculated economic investment. There is a reason why the educational system works so rigorously on mechanical skills like math, languages, and memorization, yet doesn't explain legislation in depth, or why efficiency and quick thinking are rewarded, and why it was so easy for them to forfeit home economics. Let's actually sit on that topic real quick. Home economics. Let's expand on it for a moment. Skills such as sewing, cooking, cleaning would later be replaced with fast fashion, fast food, and door-to-door services. If people can't do it themselves, they are forced either to outsource or neglect certain needs. Outsourcing increases demand and thus supply and thus profit. Neglect, we can use the lack of education or legislation, for example, ultimately allows the abuse and manipulation of the uneducated. In layman's terms, most people don't know their rights. Honestly, even when considering math, languages, and memorization, the educational system doesn't do a great job of teaching such skills. 
You would think that with 120 years of experience and a seemingly bottomless budget for military expenses, that we could have the knowledge and the means to create a detailed, efficient national standards for foundational courses. But rather, the system is incredible at weeding out those who are successful in high stress and highly critical environments. It optimizes problem-solving skills in those who are capable while neglecting those who are not and encourages competitiveness. Let's also talk about the luxury that health education, philosophy, and morality is. I, having attended both private and public schools, can say firsthand that such areas of study are luxuries, accessible by those who can afford it. Although, at least within health education, there have been recent efforts to close the gap. Controversially, I would even go as far as saying that many religious educational systems, such as Catholic schools, often work to gatekeep vital information using virtue as an excuse. This tends to leave their students vulnerable when approached with inevitable circumstances or hyperfixated on customary ideas that may work against them in the American capitalist social hierarchy. But again, I digress. I would love to dive deeper into my argument here, but once again, this may be a topic for a later date. There are so many issues with this system, and honestly, this little spiel I gave y'all was just brushing the surface. Um, for one, we just underestimate our students, our children. We underestimate their capability to self-regulate and conceptualize complex ideas. Because of that, they grow up with a lack of self-control, a lack of a sense of self-control. Man, I, I can really go into this so much there's so many areas in which we're, we're just doing ourselves a disservice we're doing our future a disservice um because we think we know best when realistically we are actually dismissing an innate part of ourselves as humans our humanity this idea that we can be inquisitive that we can think for ourselves we can be you know we can question things Questioning something doesn't mean that you are dismissive. It doesn't mean that you don't believe. It doesn't mean you are a non-believer. It means that you are human, that you are capable, that you are intelligent. And that's what we should be doing because realistically what we are actually doing when we assume we know everything is we're engaging in propaganda. We are feed, we're eating away at propaganda, <laughs> devouring it, consuming it, and allowing it to control our lives. When you don't question things, you lose control of yourself, of your surroundings. When you don't understand what you are doing and why you are doing it, you are just a means of cause. You are, you're not individual. You're not truly human, in my, my opinion. So we should be asking these questions. We should be understanding why we are doing what we are doing. And in which ways do it ben does it benefit us? Because realistically, we are just doing exactly what those in power want us to do. And they are truly making money off of our grief, off of our sorrow, off of our lack of competence. And we can do better. The more we talk, the more we discuss, the more we learn from our mistakes, the more we learn from the past, and the more we truly understand what we are a part of, what we're working on, what we're doing, the more we can influence change, the more we can influence progress. In these next few episodes, I may or may not <laughs> be talking a little bit more about the education system and the things that are wrong with it. Um, so we'll see how this goes. But yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all. Until next time.